The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 90. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome back to, or welcome to, if this is your first time here, the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I am here to educate you, to inform you, to motivate you, to encourage you on your journey to medical school. This week, I have a great question coming in from the oldpremeds.org forums. If you don't have an account over there, it's easy, it's free. Go sign up at oldpremeds.org. There's a form there, you register, you ask questions, and the community gets involved in answering the question, and then I pull some of those questions and answer them here on the podcast. So this one is coming in from an army officer, and he has a question about volunteering. He says, I'm a 24-year-old lieutenant in the Army serving as a platoon leader for a combat engineer platoon hoping to apply during the 2019 cycle. I have 28 months left in the Army and hope to transition directly into medical school. Here's what my application looks like right now. A degree in biology with 3.6 cumulative and science GPA, 250 hours of volunteering in a free clinic, 250 hours of research experience in 2013, and the, the, re, the volunteering hours were 2012 to 2013, 100 hours of shadowing experience in 2014, working part-time throughout college as ROTC, and military experience that he has. Currently stationed in Texas, will be applying to Texas medical schools. GPA will be slightly higher because in the Texas application, maybe you don't know this, the Texas application they don't count pluses or minuses. So if you get an A minus or B plus, that equals an A and a B. That's kind of an aside from this question. He says, I'll be taking stats and two upper level bio classes in the fall of 2018 to fulfill Texas medical school requirements and get letters of recommendations. Taking the MCAT in June of 2018. Currently, I'm looking for volunteer opportunities to gain more clinical experience. I volunteered with a hospital in the past but, and I'll paraphrase here, the, the volunteers were relegated to housekeeping roles and not put into patient care experiences. I recently began looking for volunteer opportunities and would very much like to experience how an emergency room operates. I am worried I will end up simply restocking, bedding, and copying paperwork again. Is this just the experience I should expect from volunteering? How does one gain meaningful clinical experience from stocking shelves or manning an information desk. I understand that sharing my curiosity about the medical professions with those around me will allow more insight into the minutia of working in healthcare, but that still seems far removed from the clinical experience that is so necessary to really understanding what being a physician is about. So my questions are, what should I be looking for when trying to find volunteer opportunities that allow me clinical experience? Are shadowing hours considered different than clinical hours? And is my lack of volunteering in non-healthcare-related settings a major flaw in my application? I am thankful for anyone taking the time to read this and greatly appreciate any input. 
All right, so here are some great questions. First of all, thank you for your service, Matt, and and thank you for posting and letting us answer, letting me answer the question here on the podcast. So first of all, first question. Actually, I want to go back to the timeline laid out here. Matt says he's hoping to apply during the 2019 cycle, but he's taking the MCAT in June of 2018. That's very early. And I just don't want you to rush taking the MCAT. If you're not applying to June of 2019, there's no need to take it in June of 2018. I always recommend at the latest March or April of the year that you're applying. So if you're applying 2019, then take it March or April of 2019. You can take it earlier. You can take it January of 2019 if you want, but there's really no reason to rush it. All right, with that said, Matt, your questions here. What should I be looking for when trying to find volunteer opportunities that allow me clinical experience? Now, we've talked about clinical experience a lot. Uh, One of my favorite things is hospice. Not every hospice organization will allow you direct patient care. Not every medical school considers hospice clinical experience. So it's a, it's a catch-22 there. But I believe that hospice experience is one of the best experiences that you can get as a pre-med student. I would also suggest leaning on your connections. If you're in the Army as a platoon leader, go find some um, platoon surgeons, some flight surgeons, and say, hey, Captain, hey Major, I am applying to medical school and I need some some experience. What can you do for me? Uh, I've worked with a, a lieutenant in the Air Force this year and suggested she do the same thing. Go talk to the the in the Air Force terms, it's SGH, basically the chief medical person in the clinic and say, hey, I'm applying to medical school. I'm not a medical person, but this is what I want to do. And she was able to to, uh, take vitals of patients coming in and and take some histories and do other things in the military medical clinic. So use that connection that you have with the military and go to the army clinic if there's one on base um, or wherever you're at and try to build those connections there. That's always the best place to start with with who you know already and the connections that you have. But hospice is great. Clinical experience, you can go to emergency rooms and get good clinical experience. You just need to set those expectations up front to let them know what you are looking for. And if what they are providing doesn't match that, then say thanks but no thanks and go and try to find another place. There are other opportunities inside of hospitals outside of the emergency department that allow a little bit more clinical experience as well. Scribing is amazing clinical experience. Uh, it, it does take time. It's a job, obviously, and being in the military, you'll, you'll probably need um, some sort of clearance to allow you to work another job, but that's something else to think about. The second question, are shadowing hours considered different than clinical hours? Yes, shadowing is different than clinical experience. Clinical experience, you're interacting with patients. Close enough to smell the patient is the, the fun term that we like to use in the advising world. Interacting with the patient is clinical hours. Shadowing is very passive. You're just watching. You're observing. There's no interaction typically with shadowing. Every physician does it a little bit differently, 
but the standard of shadowing is it's very passive. So very different, and you need both. It's important to have clinical and shadowing. Now, I would, I would caution that because shadowing for, for this student, for Matt, his shadowing, his volunteering in the free clinic are old. That's going to be a red flag for medical schools. When you apply, if your experiences are that old, then they're going to question whether or not this is truly what you want to do. Because why have you taken so much time to put yourself around patients again? So I, I would highly recommend, even though you have 100 hours of shadowing, which is perfect, it's plenty, even though you have 100 hours of shadowing, it's from 2014. And as we're recording this, we're kind of near the end of 2017. So it's been three years. So I would, I would highly recommend continuing to get more shadowing experience and get that clinical experience. Third question, is my lack of volunteering in non-healthcare related settings a major flaw in my application? And I would say no. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. You, though, being a lieutenant in the army, that kind of trumps everything else. That experience, that background is perfect, and I wouldn't worry about trying to pile in a ton of other healthcare related or non-healthcare related volunteering as well. So hopefully that helps you answer your questions. If you have questions, I would love for you to go check out oldpremeds.org, sign up for an account in the forms, ask a question, let the community help, and let me help you here on the podcast. Check us out next week when we talk about whether or not you should tell other people that you're on this journey. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. 